Howdy, and welcome to Wise About Texas, the award-winning Texas history podcast. I appreciate you tuning in today for a little bit of Texas history. As I mentioned in the last episode, uh, we're going to do a few short, quick episodes. I know that summer is a time where a lot of us Texans drive around to various, uh, we visit family, we take our vacations, and uh, being from Texas, of course, that usually involves loading up the car and driving. So I hope that part of your trip is going to include stopping at various Texas historical sites, and maybe even a few that you've heard about on Wise About Texas. But uh, while you're in the car, um, I hope you will take these episodes with you and uh, listen to them as you roll. I know I've got a couple of road trips planned, and uh, we're going to we're gonna hit the road and visit the various counties of Texas. And that's what I want to talk about today is some of the Texas counties. Now, I got to thinking, I found this story uh, the other day about counties of Texas that uh, the, it was called ghost counties of Texas so that caught my interest and I read about it and so I'm going to lay it on you today and it got me thinking I don't know how many counties I've been to in the state of Texas a lot uh, probably most but uh, I'm going to write that down keep track and see how many we can get done while I'm on the road with my family this summer the ghost counties of Texas are counties that either were created but never uh, were held invalid by a particular Supreme Court case, which I'll discuss. Uh, Counties whose names have been changed, so they exist but under a different name. Uh, Some counties were created and their territories were entirely changed. Uh, Some counties were organized or created but never organized uh, that have been now repealed by the legislature. And then we have a few that were created, organized, up and running, and were seized by the state of Oklahoma with the cooperation of the United States government. And yes, I said those words uh, on purpose. If you go back and listen to episode 29, the Greer County land grab, and uh, you will learn how Oklahoma took Greer County. And um, I, I did stop short of declaring war on Oklahoma, uh, but we will revisit that and see where we are at the end of this episode. All right, let's talk a little bit about some of these oddly defunct Texas counties. The first category I want to talk about is a category called judicial counties. Now, these are counties that were created by the Congress of the Republic of Texas in 1841 and 1842. So the Congress organizes these counties, but what they did not do was give them, authorize a representative from the new counties to the state, and that became critical. But let me tell you what the counties were. Uh, the first was Burleson. Now, here we go. We're starting with a county that, that you're already familiar with, Burleson County, county seats Caldwell. Well, uh, the judicial county of Burleson was created in 1842, and it covered territory which is covered by the present county of Burleson. The second is Burnett County, and uh, this would have been named after David Burnett, and it was located between the Trinity and Sabine in East Texas. Now, here's a little fun fact for you. If you go into the laws, of, if you search the uh, Texas Legislative Acts, you will not find any act repealing Burnett, the original Burnett County. So uh, I will leave that to legal scholar listeners to decide what that means. 
Another judicial county was DeWitt, and it uh, covers the same territory as present-day DeWitt, more or less. Uh, another judicial county was named Guadalupe, and uh, it covered also the territory that present-day Guadalupe covered. There was another judicial county called Hamilton County, and it comprised uh, the eastern part of Montgomery County and part of present-day Houston County. Now, there is a Hamilton County today, but it is located in an entirely different place. An interesting judicial county was called La Baca, B-A-C-A. Now, if you go back and read uh, writings from early Texas, you will see mentioned uh, what is the La Vaca River. But V, the letter V in Spanish is often pronounced almost as a hard B, as in boy sound. And so you saw La Vaca written La Baca a lot. Well, in the Republic days, they created a La Baca County um, as a judicial county. And the present La Vaca County was legitimately created uh, a few years after La Baca County and covered the same territory. So they changed the spelling. Another judicial county was Madison County, which was carved out of Montgomery County. Now, it is close to, but not exactly the same as present-day Madison County. Present-day Madison County was created uh, much later, about 11 years later, from uh, land belonging to Grimes, Walker, and Leon counties. So it shifted a little bit. There was another judicial county called Menard. Nowhere near present-day Menard County, the judicial Menard was created out of Liberty County. Another county, judicial county, was Neches, and it was created uh, by part of taking part of Jasper and Jefferson counties. Another one was Panola, which covers about the same territory that present-day Panola County covers. Uh, judicial county of Pascal was created, P-A-S-C-H-A-L, out of Red River, Bowie, and Lamar counties. And there was a judicial county called Waco County. And the final judicial county was Ward County, which was uh, near the coast and not anywhere near present-day Ward County. All right, well, what is the deal with these judicial counties? Well, they were, uh, as I mentioned, created but not given representation in the legislature. So there was a case that made its way to the Supreme Court of the Republic of Texas styled Stockton v. Montgomery. And in that case, the court held that because the Constitution required each county to have at least one representative, that these judicially created counties without representation were invalid. A couple of interesting things about that opinion. One, in the early part of the opinion, they talk about Ward County, which was the subject of the case, being organized as having gone through, quote, all prescribed ordeals, close quote, which meant the county had met the requirements for organization, but I find that all prescribed ordeals somewhat descriptive of uh, government bureaucracy. So I thought that was funny. And the part of the Republic's Constitution that they were discussing contemplated uh, legislative representation consisting of, of one set until the population shall reach 100,000, which at the time must have seemed a lofty goal which is interesting to think about as we sit here in 2019 with Texas being the fastest growing state in the union. Another funny thing late in the opinion, the author, Justice Hutchinson, who was a district judge, but by law sat on the Supreme Court, said that he could discuss more 
about the law from the U.S. Supreme Court, but that the opinion had already gone on too long. So I think all of us uh, judges that who write opinions uh, could take a lesson from that one. All right, what about counties whose names have been changed? Well, there was a municipality before Texas Independence called Bevel, and uh, that municipality changed its name right before Texas Independence to Jasper, which became the name of the county, and the, the municipality of Bevel pre-Revolution became Jasper County after the Revolution. There was a county named Buchanan, uh, same as Lake Buchanan. That uh, name was changed to Stevens County, which it is today. There was a county called Columbia County. Columbia County, as you might expect, was pre-Revolution. It was the name of a municipality. The name had been changed from Brazoria to Columbia. And then right before the Revolution, it was changed back to Brazoria, and that became the name of the county, one of the largest in Texas, Brazoria County. There was a Cass County that was changed to Davis County and then changed back to Cass County. And I think that might deserve its own podcast if I can find out what the story is there. There was a county of Harrisburg, Harrisburg, um, right after independence or shortly after independence in 1839, became Harris County, the largest county in the state of Texas. Uh, There was a municipality pre-revolution that you've heard about on this podcast and read about, no doubt, called MENA, M-I-N-A. Shortly after independence, uh, that name was changed to Bastrop County, which it remains. There was a Navasota County. It was created um, about the same time as these judicial counties, but had representation. And that name, within about a year, was changed to Brazos County, which it remains, home of Texas A&M University. There was a Tenaha County in East Texas. It was a municipality uh, right before the Revolution, and its name was changed to Shelby, which became the name of the county. There was also a pre-revolution municipality named Viesca, which was changed right before the revolution to Milam County, which it remains. Now, before the revolution, there was a municipality of San Patricio, and we've talked about the Battle of San Patricio um, in a prior episode during the revolution. Uh, But its boundaries, it became San Patricio County, but its boundaries were totally changed. They were defined in early Republic in 1838. They were uh, redefined in 1846. But then they were changed in both 1887 and 1891 and uh, so that the present San Patricio County does not include any of the former San Patricio County. Now, there were a few counties that were created and then dissolved. There was one called Buchel, B-U-C-H-E-L or Buchel, which was created out of uh, Brewster County. There was a Dawson County that was created uh, with land from Kenny and Uvalde counties. And it actually wasn't dissolved. It was just taken over when the legislature changed Uvalde and Kenny County to scoop up all of the territory that had been carved out from Dawson County, for Dawson County. Another county created in Brewster County was Foley, Foley County. And then uh, north of there, there was a county called Wedgefarth County. All of those counties ceased to exist not long after they were created. And then we have the issue with Oklahoma. 
Now, I mentioned episode 29 of Wise About Texas. You can hear about Greer County, which was uh, litigated away from us. There were two other counties that were created in 1848 and 1850. In 1848, the county of Santa Fe was created, and uh, it had a very elaborate description of its boundaries. Um, And then there was a county called Worth County, which was created in 1850. The boundaries for Santa Fe County describe the source uh, waters of the Rio Grande and the Red River and would have been in the north, what, what is now the northwest part of the Panhandle. Worth County was, uh, the boundary started in the Rio Grande and was near El Paso, uh, basically is where it was. But in 1850, Texas gave some land back to the United States, and that's what helped create the uh, straight line borders that we have in West Texas. And uh, the land that comprised Santa Fe County and Worth County uh, disappeared from the Texas land rolls and became part of New Mexico. Oh, and on the uh, counties who changed their name, I missed one. Wilson County, present-day Wilson County, southeast of San Antonio, was named for a period of time Cibolo County. So sorry, folks, uh, Wilson County listeners, I left that out. Well, at this point, we should come to the part of the episode uh, called Getting There, but all I've done is talked about getting there to all these different counties, uh, some that exist, some that exist with a different name, and some that are uh, lost to history. So as you drive around, uh, take note of the counties that you're visiting. See how many you can get in this summer. Always a good idea to take a picture by the courthouse uh, to show uh, where you've been and uh, be safe on the roads out there. And that wraps it up for another episode of Wise About Texas. I hope everyone has a wonderful summer. We'll be coming at you fairly quickly with another short episode. Uh, Go out and do something for Texas today. Until next time, God bless Texas, and we'll see you down the road.